Let's do it. I'm going to start. I'm going to trial a new intro too. I'm going to start with zippity zappity zoo. Not really. I'm kidding. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Not For Long podcast. I am your humble host with the most, Cameron Gates, joined by my two most favorite podcast podres. Firstly, the producer extraordinaire, Evan the Wolf Howe. How are we, man? I am well, man. How's yourself? I'm very well, thank you. And joined for the first time by Benjamin Football Harrison. How are we, dude? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad, thanks, mate. How are we feeling about football over buttons? Uh, it's much, much better. I, I love it, man. I, I, I love Benny football! Harrison. Woo! I love it. I think it's so good, and I think it works for Ben really well because, you know, he knows the game well. I, I think he knows it better yeah, no, than anyone. I like it. Look, I still think we need to come up with something uniquely Benjamin. Um, buttons wasn't well, just wasn't flying, but um, I do like football. I do like football. Mate, you, so. were, you were on the buttons train for so long. You didn't, oh, even, you didn't even think to give Ben a new nickname. No, I know. Well, I'm so just it came off the tongue well, and and I don't need any help. I don't need any assistance in getting my t- my words twisted or tongue twisted. So I uh, know it's stuck for me. But no, look, I like football as well. So how are we, guys? How's how's things? Another week in the books. This is this is episode number fourteen, and obviously we are going to review the week three games and preview the week four ones that have picked our interest. But another interesting week in football. Yeah, it uh, it has been Cam. A lot of a lot of things have happened. Uh, I'm not going to mention anything about the Eagles to you today. But thank that's you, fine. my brother. Thank you. That's because you care about me and my feelings. I and my do really care about your feelings as much as you, you want to doubt it <laughs> as much as you do. I, I I wish Carson Wentz gave as much of a stuff about my feelings as you did. But um, but hey, your two teams were were are, are still are still rolling and still have hope and and, vi- and viable talent and players and a, and a viable 2020 season. But, uh, you know, it's nice to want things about Carson Wentz wanting to, you know, you want Carson Wentz to, to care about your feelings. It's nice to want things. Yeah, I know. It is nice to want things. And there's a difference between <laughs> wanting and doing, but, but um, speaking of doing, let's get stuck into this gorgeous slate of a, of a week three games. Um, not going to lie. There are, there are some, uh, there are some week four games that do look good, but on paper this week was actually, this week was, was straight fire. And there's only one way to start. Obviously, for the for, for the people that are regular listeners, um, we did preview uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs um, as one of our selected games, but that will obviously appear in our um, our TNF preview MNF review show. Um, so that's why we've given it a miss this week, and we have replaced it with uh, the Falcons and Bears. And also, we'll talk a little bit of Seahawks Cowboys because those were two very entertaining games for different reasons. But first, let us start with. Ralph Wilson Stadium in Buffalo, where the Los Angeles Rams, after a sluggish start falling down 28-3, made a valiant attempt to come back, but a game-winning touchdown with 14 seconds thrown by Josh Allen proved to be too much as the Buffalo Bills defeated the Rams in Orchard Park 35-32. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and gentlemen, I should say, where do we want to start with this? To anyone who who came into the season wondering, you know, how Josh Allen was going to do and how much he was going to progress and grow from last year, and everyone who's saying or he's still saying he's good, that's not correct. 
he is elite now. Wow. Stop saying that he is not just good anymore. Like, that's it. But he is elite. In this game, he had four touchdowns, 311 yards. Yes, he had it in an interception, but look – I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go over it because that boy is running hard. He runs with everything he has. He's accurate. He looks downfield. I'm sorry, Josh Allen's elite. Wow, you really want to throw him into that elite category? So like, let you can't just put a logo on him and then and give him and then you know throw him into that category. So you would literally have him. Who who would you class as the elite quarterbacks in the league right now? It's obviously like Patty Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and then I would say. Olamar, even though you know we'll talk about the Chiefs versus Ravens game, and then I would say, yeah, I would say Allen. I, I would, I would honestly put him up there. I don't, I, I don't think that uh, he could have come out any better than he has. And I think that he is elite for now. But I, I want people just to stop looking at him as just good. He is elite for right now. He's awesome. He's he is Cam Newton two point with the way that he's just a big kid and he's got a big arm and, and you know they're happy to run him in the in the goal line and um and in the red zone too they like the number one team for efficiency in the red zone of, of touchdown con- conversions at the minute and they jumped out to a ridiculous lead. I mean it was it was twenty eight three. The Rams really struggled to get anything going. But what do we feel? We'll start with you, Ben, on the Buffalo defense with with really allowing Los Angeles back into the game and and Jared Goff started to get cooking there and um they don't seem to be missing Todd Gurley at all and this might be a another scenario where the team is just better addition by subtraction. Um, Daryl Henderson uh, ran it twenty times for a buck fourteen and a touchdown, averaging just under five point eight yards a clip. That's pretty good, but as a Buffalo team, it shouldn't have been that close down the end of the stretch. Yeah, the, the defense allowed a lot of points to the Rams. But as you said, the Rams' run game's been fantastic. Cooper Cup back in that offense too. You can understand. Goff's playing better. Is another. The Rams are a good team. They're going to put up points. Remember, the Rams of two years ago put up over 30 mm. points a game. Were, yeah, like, like record-setting or, or, or close to record-setting. Yeah, and... Also, with the, the Josh Allen as an elite player, I don't know if I'll class him as elite, but there's a lot of people at the start of this year who didn't even think Josh Allen was good. Yes, yes, that's right. He was not rated by – I reckon it was, like, was kind of like a – almost like a Derek Carr split where there was the people who liked him and there were the people who didn't like him. There were definitely people that thought Josh Allen was going to be a liability for the Buffalo Bills and that they would only go as far as, as his – as his weakest points would let them go. But to, to Evan's point, again, I, I I know you love speaking with a bit of hyperbole and you love throwing the words elite and MVP around after, you know, a quarter or a half or a game. He is awesome. I don't even think we can call him elite, but what he is is awesome. In the same way that a Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he is an elite, proficient quarterback in every step of the word that we, we, we mention when we talk about a Russell or a Patrick or, again, an Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Those are the top three with a bullet right now. Mm. But, um, but no, but Josh Allen's awesome, if nothing else. Mm. He's so exciting, and he, he looks like he's the man. That's what I mean. He feels like he's he's just oozing confidence right now. Yeah. And, and if I was a Buffalo Bills fan, I'd just be I'd be jumping for joy that we have a guy that looks like he fits the the moniker of, of Buffalo so well. And he he looks like he's a you know coming from Wyoming. He's not going to be 
you know, desperate for the the bright stars and the shiny lights of like a, of a big city team. But man, he is just awesome. And he, yeah, just completely exemplifies what it means to be a Buffalo Bill. I feel anyway. And, um, and but on the Rams just, side, no, go on. Sorry. Yeah, and and just on the Rams as well. I mean, look, I feel that J- Jared Goff uh, and and the offense in particular had had struggled in the first half. I mean, they only had three points in the first half, and then they really started to get cooking in the second half. Which I, I you know, look, I think that Sean McVay obviously is is the reason for that. Cooper Cup is no doubt. Um, he's an absolute weapon. He's Jared Goff's go-to target. You want to, your favorite word, Evan? A safety blanket. That's his, he, he's his safety blanket. Uh, is, and he is, looks as good as- is Cooper Cup his number one or is it still Robert Woods? See, I, I reckon Cooper Cup is his number one. But Robert Woods got that extension because he essentially is probably arguably a number one receiver as well. Yes, he is He is one of those receivers that falls into the category of, you know who, who he is to me? And I'm not saying they play at all like each other, but he's a Jarvis Landry. Is he your number one yeah. receiver? Uh, you know, you could probably do better. But as a number two, man, you would take that all day, every day. I just want to end up with two that Aaron Donald, uh, like, can you be considered the best defensive player in the league and still be slept on? Is that possible? Because I don't think Aaron Donald is getting the recognition of the talk that he absolutely deserves. Two, two sacks today, two tackles for loss. But it's the plays that he blows up without even, you know, that doesn't actually register a stat on the stat sheet. He is simply awesome. And I love that on a, on a speed option uh, that works, that worked initially, that Josh Allen ran. Uh, the next time they tried it, Aaron Donald ate his lunch in the backfield. And he's just, he's just an absolute treat to watch. And I just, I just don't want that to be missed in the shuffle that, you know, that Aaron Donald is at the peak of his powers and in maybe the single greatest defensive player I've ever seen. And he's, and he's just, He's just awesome. So that's 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 where I want to leave it. That let's not forget how how good Aaron Donald is. But um, but look, I, I don't have any real issues with the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be okay, um, and I think the Bills are going to be one of those. To Evan, to your point, great great prediction, putting them as a as the number two seed in the AFC this year, at least out the gate, because they are just an awesome watch. They're an entertaining watch, and um, and yeah, they are. They are, they must see football at the minute. But any final thoughts on these games, boys? I'll, I'll pass it to you. I feel with uh, defensive players on a whole that they're kind of everyone's everyone always kind of sleeps on defensive players until it's a defensive like it's a it's a one unit. I feel that defense is always looked at as one unit, whereas the offense is always looked at as one player. Like, oh, look how fucking great you know Aaron Rodgers is. Look how great like Russell Wilson is. Yeah, well, Russell Wilson still has actual good receivers and whatnot, but he is playing great. But but defenses don't really get looked at. As, as, as just one single player, like if you think about it, the Legion of Boom, the 95 Bears, like all of these, all of these, these team defensive units. And, and yes, you can point out that they have the defensive player of the year and whatnot as well. But I just, yeah, I always felt that defenses, unless they're, a, unless it's a team, they always get slept on a little bit as well. So I, I want more people to realize that how many good defensive players are in the league. Yeah. I don't know how to take that. I sort of, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like teams are literally looked at as like defensive as like teams are often considered good defenses because they have one or two stars. Yes. Okay. But I, I, I I don't know. I, I've always just noticed that trend is that like, it's not a, it's not a good defense until it's like, it's the whole team. It's the whole side of the the defense. You know what I mean? I think to get a catchy, cool nickname for your team defense, it has to be historically good. Like the 85 bears or the, the 2000 Ravens or the, the Legion of boom. Um, but yeah, but I, I just I just want his greatness to, to not go underappreciated. I don't really know about 
team defenses or, or anything like that. But I just think he's just every single week, he's the best player on the field and it's not even close. And the thing is, I just reckon it's get slept on is because, you know, you only see the, the, the plays that count on the stat sheets, but what you don't see is him blowing up three, two, sometimes three offensive linemen um, to, to cause a res- to running back to bounce it outside that then gets tackled. The, the, then, uh, you know, an outside linebacker gets the, gets credit for the tackle. I just want Aaron Donald's greatness to be, to be shone through. I think the Rams will be fine, but Buffalo, um, man, you, geez, exciting times in Orchard Park. That's for sure. <gasps> Moving on. Ah, Benjamin. Benja, Benja, Benja. I had this one. Unfortunately, you two were both drinking the Las Vegas Kool-Aid after that win in Nevada last week. But I'm telling you, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are a completely different task. In Gillette Stadium, Patriots 36, Raiders 20. Look, I'll, I'll start with this. Um, you've heard it everywhere before. We're not the first and we won't be the last to talk about it. When Bill Belichick in a press conference before, you know, in the days leading up to a game, it's called the kiss of death when he when he brings uh, someone's name up. And he was calling Darren Waller as he hasn't seen a talent like this come into the league for a long, 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 long time. So if you had him in fantasy, it was your week to bench him. Darren Waller, two catches for nine yards. We knew it was going to be the focal point of the the New England Patriots defensive scheme. I mean, it worked to an absolute treat. Uh, Las Vegas really couldn't get anything that they wanted through the air. Hunter Renfro was awesome making plays all over the field. He was actually by far their, their best player on the day. Jacobs continued to do Jacobs things, just marching the ball up the field. But when you fall down, as which the Las Vegas did towards the, the second and third quarters, it's really hard to come back unless you're playing the Atlanta Falcons, but particularly when you're, you're going up against a Bill Belichick-led team. Yeah, see, the, the, the main thing that I saw in this game was the New England Patriots just basically just destroy them on the run. Yeah. Mm. They controlled the clock. They controlled the game. They just their run game was just too good for the Raiders' defense. Really, that's all. That's that was the major difference I seen in this game. They rushed for friggin' over two, or they rushed for exactly two hundred and fifty yards. Like Sony Michelle had a buck seventeen off nine carries. For goodness' sake. And I think that, like, if you look at kind of the other stats in the game as well, like Cam Newton didn't really do much in the passing game. I mean, his leading his leading receiver was Rex Burkhead, who's a running back. I mean, but that's their plan. This is exactly what I'm talking about when they're going to scheme. It's like, yeah, like, but we said this last week. It's exactly what we said. We like, oh, is Julian Edelman, you know, getting getting all these deep balls? Is that is that sustainable? Is this sustainable? But the one thing that is sustainable is that Bill Belichick is going to find a way to exploit your defense and he is going mm. to scheme up. We, we saw what did Edelman have, uh, like, you know, eight for 150 last week. He had two two catches for 23 yards. As Ben was saying, it was the Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle show. But I think if there's any team that that's okay, it's it's this team. I mean, it's, it's always, it's, you know, Bill Belichick was the guy who had a guy run for three touchdowns and over 200 yards and didn't see a snap the next week. You know what I mean? This is, this is the Bill Belichick MO. But as I said last week, even though it was Rex Burkett, I did mention last week how important James White mm-hmm. is important to this mm-hmm. team. Of and Rex Burkett played that exact role this week. You're right, man. Which I feel they were missing last week against Seattle. Yep, he played that exact. That's exactly. That's exactly right. That's that's just the role that he would have played. Yeah, I want to see more out of. Uh, I want to. I want to keep seeing the, the, these numbers out of Sony Michelle. No, nah, it was disappointing so far. In the, yeah, in the very first disappointing so far. And now, and and look, this is a this is a bright spark in his in his uh, in his stats. So hopefully, he can keep it up. 
Where do we see uh, the – how do we see the New England going over the next couple of weeks? Do we still think that they'll be able to keep it up? I said it from the start. I said the Patriots are a playoff team because I think Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels could scheme an offense with Cam Newton. And I don't care who you've got, you know, jabronis on defense because let's be honest, this is probably one of the weaker defenses that's that has – ever been under a Bill Belichick-led team. Um, they're just not very good. They don't have named players, particularly in their front seven. Um, but I still think they can, again, I'm not a, the biggest believer in coaching and, and like grading coaches, unless we know that they are the top echelon and they are actual pluses for their team. And I, I'd had full yeah. faith in Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick to scheme together an offense that sees this team in the playoffs. That's why I predicted it. And there's to me, so yes, I wholeheartedly believe that, this team can get better. This team will continue to get players back um, and this team mm. will continue to improve. And I, I see no, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to beat Kansas city next week because that's going to mm. little sneak preview. That's where we're going for one of our games in week four, but I'm still, I'm a full, full fledged believer in, in Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. The next four weeks is, you know, chiefs Broncos, 49ers, and then bills. So, I mean, they've got a couple of good tests along the way there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, any final thoughts with this game, boys? Maybe, maybe with you, Ben, on how you're on how and how you're feeling about the Raiders. Um, no shame in losing to the Patriots in Gillette, I would say. Yeah, the only real thoughts is uh, just I feel like the first half, I believe the Raiders scored three points, so they Gruden fight did make a couple of adjustments that worked out well on the offense, but I feel the defense really needs some doing otherwise. Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator, might be in a bit of trouble. Mm, yeah, no, that's definitely where they need to fix it up. We, we, we called this a few weeks ago that we love what they're doing on offense. I even doubted them as a potential top 10 offensive team, but it's the defense that they need to shore up. And um, Abram was a big in the last couple of weeks, but if, the, if you're just going to get smashed on the ground like that, then you're going to be susceptible to, to, some, to some ugly sort of games and some games that don't really tend to go in your favor. So I'm really keen to see what they do against the Bills next week. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Again, we've already we've already tipped our hat to two of the games that we're going to preview. But yes, you can you sort of made a guess, may, might have guessed that Patriots, Chiefs, and uh, Bills Raiders are going to be on the agenda. Moving on, Aaron Rodgers is on an absolute war path, looking as crisp and as good as you know, or maybe close to as he ever has, putting every single person, <clears throat> Evan Howe, <clears throat> who doubted him, on notice as the Packers go into New Orleans and beat the New Orleans Saints 37 Woo! to 30. Evan, I, wa- I want to start with you on this one, man, specifically. I went into New Orleans and defeated the Saints 37 to 30 um, and just looking as pristine as ever. Evan, I want to start with you. Being a little bit of an Aaron Rodgers doubter towards the towards the beginning of the season, thoughts? And I, as, as much as it may pain for you to say it as an Aaron Rodgers hater, he's just looking like he's the best player in the league. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, look, I think he, especially for not having Devontae Adams, he's still looking as crisp and as efficient with the ball as ever. I mean, he's spreading out the ball really nice to his receivers. He's playing the field really, really well. Again, I've never seen anyone do the hard count better than he has. Yes, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I don't like the Packers. Right? Fine, but I can't. I I, I can't say. I, I, like I'm damned if I do it. I damned if I don't. I mean, he's playing great. Sucks for me. Fuck. <laughs> no, he's not playing great. He is as playing, playing as good as he has ever played. 
If he was playing good, you would be correct in your prediction of him regressing. He is awesome. He's all pro right now. Yeah, he's no. all pro. I don't care if you want Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson as your all pro. He is the other one. It is him. I feel that I feel that he he connected with a lot of like for six for six receptions. Alan Lazard t- tore up the field too. I mean, they didn't really have much else in the rushing game, but yeah, they they tore up on passing game. So yes, Aaron Rodgers playing elite, and I will shut my mouth from now on, Cameron. Uh, do you really think that? I mean, the, the Packers still rush for over a, a hundred yards and a, and a score. This is what I'm saying. I just think Aaron Rodgers has this offense rolling. This week it was Lazard who had 146 yards off six catches, but. But I mean, it's you know, li- listen to these names. Thro- you're, you're right there, Evan. Without the um, without Devontae Adams, but his top three receivers were Alan Lazard, Robert Tonyan, and Jace Sternberger. I mean, these mm. were the guys that, that that caught the most balls. But they still have Aaron Jones. He's just looking like an absolute beast. So I mean, he did give him you know a touchdown and seventy yards on the ground as well. So I mean, this Packers offense particularly is a complete offense. Um, New Orleans. I, I again, I've been big on this. I've been harping on this. I think. That 30 points looks a lot better. And looking at Drew Brees' stat line, or 29 for 36, 288 and three touchdowns. But 13 of his receptions went to Alvin Kamara. Over 60% of of the passes caught were caught by tight ends and running backs. Nothing is going down the field. Everything is short, and that's awesome. This offense is built, New Orleans I'm speaking about now, on Alvin Kamara breaking tackles. I mean, we have to give him, we'll, we'll bring it up now, the woo of the week is for Alvin Kamara's 52-yard uh, catch and run for a touchdown where he's just breaking tackles left, right, and center. If they didn't have Alvin Kamara right now, looking as good as he does, probably lead the league for missed tackles, this offense is going nowhere. Then you combine that with a defense that can't get anyone off the field. I mean, in their last 17 defensive possessions, the New Orleans Saints have caused one punt. They forced one punt. I think that it goes back to what to what Ben said was that, and what you said, sorry, Cam, as well, that like Michael Thomas is a volume receiver and he makes a lot of plays after the catch. You know, it's he doesn't have a lot of doesn't have a lot of yards before the catch, but he has a lot of yards after the catch. And we see that again with Alvin Kamara. He, you know, Drew Brees is going to sorry to say it again, safety blanket, because he's he's going to someone who he knows he can break tackle and make a play after the catch. Yeah, to me, that's not a safety blanket. Safety blanket's in the, basically an option you need to if you're basically going to get tackled, like a dump-off. He's going to Kamara because Kamara's the biggest X factor and arguably the best exactly player on the right. offense, not because exactly he's a right. safety blanket. Not because he has to, not as a bailout. This isn't a, this isn't a oh, your, your running back has a leak out after a block and you dump it off to him if, if, if the pass rush gets there. They are running plays for Alvin Kamara. He is their be-all and the end-all for this uh, New Orleans Saints offense, and especially without Michael Thomas. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They are relying on Alvin Kamara to do everything for this team because Drew Brees is always going to be accurate. He's never been an in- inaccurate throw of the ball. Everything is short. Mm. Every single thing is short. So, yes, he completed a high percentage of, of his passes today. but In second week running, where's Taysom Hill again? Yeah, you know where Taysom Hill was. He was fumbling the ball in a, in, in a, in a huge fourth quarter possession mm. uh, with with a with a score game. That's what Taysom Hill's doing. I, I can't have it both ways. I can't say where's Taysom Hill and then question the Saints when they're bringing Taysom Hill onto the field. But I'm just saying that I think this team has has a lot of weaknesses. And the, the weakness number one is you can't you've got to get people off the field. Now is that a, is that a development of you know just because Aaron Rodgers is playing is you know out of his mind right now or is this a trend? And I think the last two weeks, particularly you know the last six quarters, would show you that. That, that it is a trend, especially Janoris Jenkins just 
multiple ugly um, penalty flags uh, for pass interference, um, you know, putting putting Aaron Rodgers in position to score, putting him on the goal line. It's just, I, I think the Saints are a bit of a mess. I, re- I really do. And, and I think, you know, not, not excusing everything to injuries, but Michael Thomas is a massive out. And I think even more so than I might have given credit for initially, not only as, a, as, a, as the primary target for, for, for Drew Brees, but just as the way that the whole, this whole offensive unit um, as a cohesion uh, is really reliant on Michael Thomas making plays after the catch, like you said, Evan. Yeah. Going back to what you said, Cam, that uh, Aaron Rodgers is the common denominator throughout three weeks of of the Packers winning. So common denominator, Aaron Rodgers. See, I disagree with that. I feel Aaron Jones is playing excellent. I feel their offense yeah. is just the most balanced we've probably seen it in years. That's what I really think it comes down to. This is what I was saying just before. I think both things are true. I think Aaron Rodgers is literally, if you watch those throws that he's making, they are fucking absurd. Like they are just genuinely ridiculous. But this is why I, this is why I wanted to give Aaron Jones the credit on the field. They still run for over a hundred yards and a touchdown. They are still, they can beat you in multiple ways now. And I think that's a credit to saying that, you know, as I just read out those receivers names, yeah, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is playing out of his skin, but they, they have a genuine ground game, you know, and that's a credit to the talent they have, but also Matt LaFleur, who's, you know, regardless of having Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's wanted to establish the run since they dotted since getting there. And, I think they definitely have. And that's what I'm saying. I think this Packers team, when you include the, the you know, the, their defense as well, they are one of the more complete teams in the NFL. That with a Aaron Rodgers who's playing absolutely out of his mind is a, is a scary thought. I think if they go 13-3 and three this year, they won't be as slept on, won't be given the same sort of grief as a soft 13-3 and three this year. I would dare to say. Uh, I think you guys would agree with that one as well. Moving on. Say it ain't so, Atlanta Falcons. Wow. For the second consecutive week, the Atlanta Falcons have blown a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. For the second consecutive week, they have lost a game whilst holding a 98% win probability thanks to next-gen stats. Mitch Trubisky benched for Nick Foles, who went on to throw three touchdown passes in his first snaps as a Chicago Bear as the Bears come back. Oh, Falcons get a Falcon. Bears 30, Falcons 26 in the dirty south. Boys, it happened again. Cameron, I want to just refer back to what you said last week about being an Eagles fan and it's dark times. Well, I don't think, maybe besides the Super Bowl that Atlanta lost, mind you, from a choke as well, um, that this is probably the darkest times in Atlanta history because – I, I said this is the worst choke of your season so far, and yet it happened again literally the next week after. Uh, Control-Alt-Delete, that's what I'm calling it now because something's fucking wrong. <laughs> Control-Alt-Delete. Fuck. Oh, man. You were big on this last year, Evan, but uh, 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 and again, I don't know, so I'm just throwing this out there, and I'm sort of this is hypothetical. It doesn't really have an answer, but like when does coaching come into this? Because you were big on Dan Quinn losing his job last year um and the falcons decided to keep him but at one point is this systemic and is this a virus for your for your organization that you genuinely forget how to win games this is a trend now with not talking about any other coaching staff this coach needs to be fired you do not believe that dan quinn doesn't need to be fired not to the degree that you're you want after two games which have come down matt ryan has looked great as you said last week, is there any teams who are 0-3 who have better quarterback play than Matt Ryan and the Falcons? No. Calvin Ridley looks like a damn star. How are you losing these games? I believe it's because of your defense. And who coaches your defense? Your head coach. 
Who is Dan Quinn? Yeah, I, I do do agree with to the extent that he his job needs to be talked about in the front office because he's just not getting the job done. Him and the, the, whoever the defensive coordinator is just aren't doing their jobs. Dan Quinn was hired as arguably a defensive like mastermind Guru, yeah. because, as exactly he said, right. he led the Legion to boom. So, yeah, he's, they should really be cons- at least generally considering firing him at this stage. And I feel if he continues to drop games, that they will fire him. I, I would agree with that. I just almost wanted didn't want to say that he should have been I, – I mean, I wasn't calling for his job tomorrow. I still think he's – they they believe him in enough. Otherwise, they they you know they could have got him. They could have got rid of him last year. But second to Adam Gase, he is the number one hot number one coach on the hot seat. Yeah, he generally should be on the hot seat at the moment. I don't feel there's any 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 people out there who really think his job's secure. Besides, oh, no, 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 besides no, 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 no. But like, and look, besides the Jets. And obviously the Chargers not wanting, you know, not, not having any fans, so they don't care about about having fans at a home game. I guarantee you that if if fans were allowed in the stadiums, that he would get booed out of the building, hundred percent. Like, oh, the Falcons would have got, yeah, they, they all as a unit they would have got booed out. But him building, especially, sure. I, I I believe. It's just incredible. I just I just can't believe you lose you lose those two games. Um, just quickly, can we all touch on um every, everybody say everybody everybody say thank you. To the football gods for giving us more Nick Foles and Nick. Nick. Well, have we seen the end of the Trubisky era of in, Mitchie the, in, T? in Chicago? I, I believe we have. We have. I believe goodbye, we have. Mitchie T. Unless unless Nick Foles goes down with an injury, goodbye, Mitchie T. That's more likely than than some other quarterbacks in the league. But um, uh, I think it's well and truly. I'm glad for the ending of the Mitchie T era in Chicago and the Nick Foles era to begin because he looks great. He was making great plays, um, which is which Nick Foles want to do. Don't know how you go. I didn't expect to be seeing it this early, but um, I think this is this is head and shoulders too. I mean, they they already told you by not picking up Mitch Trubisky's fifth year option in the off season, but this was a this was a coaching move that um, I heard some, what our sports analysts say it earlier. Um, in response, and I actually thought it was really clever, and I hadn't heard about it before. But the reason why you don't start Nick Foles at the start of a season, or even before a week, is because you have to convince front office that that's the move that you want to do. Um, Matt Nagy was actually in Kansas City the year that they drafted Patrick Mahomes, which is the same year that the Chicago Bears drafted Mitchell Trubisky. So I know he got his job based on what he said he could do with the success of Mitchell Trubisky, and he took him to that twelve and four season a few years ago. But since then, he has been absolutely downtrodden. He doesn't look good. He's wildly inaccurate. He's a big kid who's athletic, but he just doesn't look that good. This is the perfect time to do it. He threw an ugly interception, and Nagy said, the front office can't tell me to, to keep him in right now. He pulls him, Foles comes in, does exactly what we want to do. And now as the Chicago Bears, you're laughing. You are 3-0 and with now a new quarterback that you have faith and belief in, and you're not expecting Nick Foles to come in and go 9-3 and down the stretch and get you to a playoff berth. You know, 7-7 seven and seven right now um, gets to the, the Chicago Bears to a 10-win team. And um, as the as the months get colder and, and wetter and and darker and snowier, um, the Bears are going to be harder to beat in their home stadium. And as an Eagles fan, I am the biggest Nick Foles fan, and I w- wish Nick Foles nothing but the success and and all the rewards he deserves. And 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 I'm sorry, but this makes the Chicago Bears 
imminently more watchable now that they have Nick Foles mm. instead of um, Mitchell Trubisky. And it all could all go pear-shaped. Nick Foles could get a, a, a broken wrist or a, or a fractured collarbone from his fourth hit that he gets in in, in, in the first snaps of the next week's game. But uh, it's just more exciting. And, oh, man, Falcon's going to Falcon. Moving on to the games that are piquing our interest in week four. As I said, it's not the greatest slate of games, but, God damn it, that doesn't mean we don't have some bangers. Game one, we are going to review. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 3-0, heading to Nashville to take on the 3-0 Tennessee Titans. Guys, start with you. Where are we thinking? What are our thoughts? I hear a lot of people like both kind of questioning both teams. A lot of experts don't really rank both of these teams that high with, especially within the AFC. So it's going to be interesting to see who actually comes out on top and, you know, who goes forward with an undefeated record and who, and who, you know, now loses one. So look, I am leading towards more the Steelers because I think that they have more of an X factor on both sides of the ball. Tannehill has been very good. See, I don't think we need to see more out of Tennessee. I think Tennessee have been very, very good defensively. They've been, they've been really underperforming this year but um offensively I think Tannehill looks 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 like he's actually still progressing I think he looks as good as he ever has um I still really 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 like this Titans outfit I have some pause um don't get me wrong the Steelers defense is still like uh, you know top five in the league they're, they're currently ranked second um, but I think there's some weaknesses to be had in the in the secondary I still think their front seven is just awesome and the pressure that they can get is just awesome but I think maybe that the secondary can be had. This, I don't know, is the game where it gets exploited as potentially as they can because Ryan Tannehill, he needs to be well-protected and, 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 and a bit of play action. But I do believe that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers will probably get the, get, the, get the edge in this one. I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh too, man. Ben, where are you leaning towards with this one? I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh as well. I don't think the Titans, even though they're 3-0, if you, the teams they've beaten, the Broncos, the Vikings, and the Jags, those three teams have had one win in between them. Like, they're just, they haven't beat anyone yet. Yeah. So, but in that defense, mm. as you said, is just, at the moment, it's just not good. And against the Steelers' defense, mm. which is, as you said, top five, Taylor Lewan got injured last game and he possibly might not play this week. They could be in mm. a bit of trouble, that offense, if he's not there, because he's their best offensive lineman. Ah, uh, guys, man. It seems like we're talking about these two teams a lot, but hey, they're going at each other again. And what a what a and this is another awesome game that probably would have been better a few weeks down the track. But anyway, the two and one New England Patriots, led by Bill Pelichek and Cam Newton, head to Arrowhead to take on the three and O Kansas City Chiefs. Boys, this is going to look a little bit different to the matchup that we've seen the last couple of years, but I don't think it's going to be any less entertaining. I didn't expect to, the Kansas City defense to do what they did to Lamar and company. They had a similar task this week against Cam and the Pats, as, as pointed out earlier with the production of Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle looking good. It's probably going to be a similar game plan for Kansas City in, in the sense that they need to stop them. And I was, I was super impressed by Kansas City's front seven. I mean, defense overall with what they did to, to Lamar Jackson and the, and the Baltimore Ravens. Again, a, a coaching staff in which I trust the, in Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots to sort of scheme up um, ways to ways to score and and ways to again you're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes but you, you definitely need to neutralize him. But boys, what's screaming out to you in in this game? I just think it's just going to come down to the, does, if the Chiefs defense can do what they did to yeah. the Ravens last week and just stop their passing attack because yeah. that's what it really was. That was awesome. Hollywood Brown had a couple of bad drops early, but um, that, I mean that wouldn't have pushed their numbers up that 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 much higher. They just looked literally they looked anemic. 
I said that I said with uh, with the Ravens that I worried about their passing game and I and I wanted to see more out of it because I feel like that was you know to to keep an, a Ravens offense well balanced obviously you know the, you, you're running really heavy but you need to have some kind of a passing game and they had nothing so and I, and and I feel like they page the, the Patriots is like a kind of a bit of, of of a poor man's Ravens I mean as in like you know they run the ball heavily and through their quarterback but are they sustainable through the pass? You know, are, are they like, they've got one target, like, and it's kind of the same with the Ravens. They've got Mark Andrews, they've got Marquise Brown, but if they don't have anything going in the passing game, I, I, I feel that it's, it's just, it's too one dimensional at that point. Yes. Yeah. I would completely agree. Um, go on, See, I've, I, I believe Cam Newton's a better passer than Lamar Jackson at the moment. Mm, ooh, so, wow. Wow. I wouldn't go that far, but after this Monday night game, you could say that. I also reckon Bill Belichick's a better coach and he can scheme yeah, way better coach, I would agree with. for yeah. that offense to work in the rush game. Before I rudely interrupted you, Evan, I was going to say, look, mate, you can keep downing. You can ask every single week whether this offense is sustainable, but I'm going to just tell you every single week that, yes, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are, in fact, sustainable. Whatever they want to want to do, they can do. Now, that being said, I think they are going to have the ability to rush the ball down Kansas City's throat. I do think Kansas City, I sort of, I want to see it again in uh, in belief of that they can make a team one dimensional on offense, um, which the which the Patriots don't want to, don't want to be. That being said, I picked them last week in Baltimore on Monday night, and I said there is not a game that Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes will be in that I will not pick them. He is he is 2016 Aaron Rodgers to me now, and I will take Kansas City in Arrowhead in a, in a, in another ripper game, but but give me Kansas City all day long. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah, I'm uh, going to take New England. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Nothing wrong with that. I respect the pick. And, hey, if New England Patriots were probably playing anyone else, I would have taken them. But, yeah, no, give me Kansas City. Give me Kansas City. Moving on. The next game we are going to talk about are the 2-1 and one Indianapolis Colts heading to Soldier Field to take on the unbelievably so 3-0 and Chicago Bears. Oh, Maron, say it ain't so. The Colts are 2-1, and one, but they're a hard read to me. I mean, Rivers has been just pedestrian to me. The defense is statistically like they're ranked number one in the league right now. And yes, as much as I do like the Colts defense, you can simply attribute that to the teams that they've already played. The Chicago Bears, however, are 3-0 and and should be 1-2. and They should be 1-2, and but they head, they, they get the Colts in their building. Nick Foles' first start. The comeback kid is back. Guys, where are we? What, what do we think? What are we looking for in, in this game? Matchups or anything? What's, what's really taken your eye? I feel that, you know, with, with, with Big Dick Nick and, uh, and Alan Robinson coming, uh, playing, in, playing at Soldier Field, I think that they'll connect a lot more. Evan, who's your pick? I am going to go out on a limb and, and say that the Bears remain undefeated. You're going to go against the grain and say the Bears. Would do you think that the Colts are heavily favoured? I feel that, that that they have a more more balanced team, and I think there's less questions about the Colts than there are. See, about what's Bears. so funny is I have just as many questions in regards to the Colts. Is I'm not a fan of their passing game. Ty Hilton hasn't just been seeing the volume that we thought we'd seen. Um, Jonathan Taylor looks great, and Naeem Hines is a, not a bad one-two punch considering their. Their starter went down with an injury. Um, their defense looks good, but I still have so many questions on this Colts team. They haven't played anybody. 
They, they played a self-destructive Minnesota Vikings team. They should have beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars in which they marched up and down the field, but that's the one game that they lost. I mean, and then they just played the woeful Jets. I, don't, I, I have no read on the Indianapolis Colts. I have just as many questions about the Colts. I'm not saying the Bears are a completely figured out team just yet, but, um, but I wouldn't say that the Bears, I wouldn't say that the Colts are, a, are an any easier read and that they should be going into this game in Soldier Field with a noodle-armed Phillip Rivers to be heavy, heavy favorites by any stretch. Ben? Yeah, I'm I'm going to actually go the Colts in this game. Mm. I feel that they've got a – as you said, I don't want to repeat it, but their run game's been so good. They've got a good defense. I think the Bears could really be one and two at the moment if the Falcons didn't choke. DeAndre Swift caught that ball in the first game. So Yep, it's exactly Colts what I said, Ben. I – I'm going to go the Colts in a close one, but um, but I do like Nick Foles. I do like Nick Foles. So again, it would not shock, shock me if the Chicago Bears. What it won't shock me if the Chicago Bears win this game. What will shock me is that the Chicago Bears will be four and zero if they win this game. If that makes sense. Uh, moving on to the yeah. final game that has caught our attention. The Raiders. Again, they seem to be getting a lot of play on this show, but it ain't just because our man Benny is a big fan. It is because they have been having juicy matchups week in, week out. They are a team that we wanted to see. And again, going to the Death Star for only the second time. The Buffalo Bills, 3-0, head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, who are 2-1. Benny, we'll start with you. What are you looking forward to in this game? And can the Raiders um, get to 3-1 and and, and and hand Buffalo their first loss? See, in this game, I think a lot, a, a big factor in it will be if the Raiders can stop that Buffalo running game. Josh Allen runs the ball. Singletary's been running well. It's really the Raiders' defense. Like Buffalo's, I believe, has put up thirty plus points every single game. Yeah. Wow. So I just. It just comes down to if the Raiders can stop that because I feel the Raiders can at least score 20-plus points. I don't think they won't score that much. It just comes down to how much we can stop the Bills. And saying that, I am actually going to pick Buffalo for this game. Yeah, me too, me too. I, I like Buffalo. I'm drinking their Kool-Aid. I'm assuming that's where you're going to head to, Evan. Uh, I just think Las Vegas' Las Vegas's defense has too many questions and, and Buffalo is just rolling at the minute. So I reckon Buffalo is going to have finally – they will be okay. In, even if Josh Allen throws a pick, even if they a couple of drives, you know, fall short or if a few of those Josh Allen-y things could go down, I think they can weather that storm. And, and I just think they'll be too good for Las Vegas on this day. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I'm going Buffalo too. And he's off. Football has had to leave us, I'm afraid. Mr. Mr. Benjamin has, has work, um, luckily Football. enough, to still be working in these COVID times. Um, we, wish, we wish Benny well. Making all that. Making all that money. You love pigeonholing drops in there, don't you? <laughs> I just love it. Oh, uh, just, uh, any, any chance. I, I'm, I'm actually kind of saving that to any time that you say the word money Mahomes now, just to use that. But, I mean, look, we didn't get to – we already talked about Mahomes and we didn't get to use it, so here it is. Okay, I love it, I love it, I love it. All right. Now it is time to ask our dear friend, some may say mortal enemy, some may say this is – some good people are going to say this is rigged because old mate oh, – before I go on, let me introduce him. It's the Magic 8-Ball. Oh, Magic 8-Ball, Magic 8-Ball. People are going to think this is rigged, man. He's 5-0 and off week three's picks. Um, I went 4-1 and and Benny and Evan went 3-2. and two. But not a bad week, not a bad week. 
Um, now for our week yeah. four picks, Steelers v. Titans. We all have the Steel City, but Mr. Magic 8-Ball, who do you think will reign supreme? Will! Will Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to roll in Nashville? Uh, stars say no. So he has the Titans. Oh, man, when the, when the eight ball has a lone wolf eye, you can basically take that to the bank that that is going to happen. Mr. Magic eight ball. Oh, this is an absolute barn burner. Will Money Mahomes keep Kansas City loss free for the first quarter of the season and take the Chiefs to 4-0? and So it shall be. Way. The Magic eight ball has taken the Kansas City Chiefs. Ben, lone wolfing the New England Patriots and telling you that's a good place to be uh, when you're lone wolfing the New England Patriots. Moving on to Soldier Field, Mr. Magic 8-Ball. Will the Indianapolis Colts falter at the feet of Big Dick Nook? Absolutely. Hey, so he has Chicago. Magic 8-Ball in the air, and we're split on this game. Cam and Ben taking the Colts. Evan and the 8-Ball taking the Bears. Sticking with that 8-Ball. <laughs> Even unintentionally. Finally, <laughs> our final game for the, our, game, our week four game preview picks. The Buffalo Bills visiting the Death Star. Mr. Magic 8-Ball, Will, Josh Allen, and company go the way of Obi-Wan Kenobi when they step foot into the Death Star in Las Vegas. Don't bet on it. Wow, so he has the Bills. It's a clean sweep for the Buffalo Bills in Las Vegas. Yeah, looking forward to it. And there we have it. Um, another pot in the books. Another another slate of games that we are – I don't know about you, Evan, but I am absolutely chomping at the bit to get to. There's some absolute curlers there. Um, another week in the books, and we are just rolling, rolling onward throughout the season towards the Super Bowl. No major catastrophes. Uh has happened so i think that it's it's you know it's in an nfl season so far it's that's all it is so far if if by no if by no major catastrophes you mean a dinosaur robot alien hasn't come to earth to capture us as and enslave us as a race then yes um apart from all the day apart from all the horrendous acl injuries apart from the fact that we're still in a pandemic apart from the fact that i was just notified yesterday that i will be on isolation for another four weeks it is safe to say that Oh, I swear I say it every week, but thank God for football. Uh, love to hear it. Anyway, that'll do us, I reckon. Look out for our, our podcast uh, reviewing the Monday night football game and previewing the Thursday night football game. Um, look out for us on all the socials, not for long podcasts on Facebook and Insta. For our producer extraordinaire, Evan the Wolf Howe. For Benny Button's Football Harrison, thanks for joining us, guys. I am your humble host with the most, Cameron Gates. Look forward to seeing you next time.